A sign, according to the dictionary, is an object, quality, event, or entity whose presence or occurrence indicates the probable presence or occurrence of something else. That's a lot of words to try to define what a sign is. But at a basic level, if we think about what these words say, it points to the different kinds of signs that there are around us each and every day. A sign is an object. We think about all the signs that we see on the sides of the roads that we drive up and down. Signs on the outsides of buildings and even on the inside of buildings as we go in. These signs indicate the probable presence or occurrence of something else. Going down the road, it may tell us that this town is this many miles away and we continue driving down that road for that many miles with the hope that that sign is true, that we will come to the town after we drive that many miles to get there. If we go into a building and it says the office is this direction, as we go that direction we expect to find the office because the sign gives us direction to the existence of the office. It's also a quality or an event, something that happens. If I start to cough a lot, it's indicating something that's happening on the inside of my body, in my lungs, chest. It's pointing to something there, and the sign is just the symptom of what is the real problem or issue. It's amazing and wonderful and beautiful that the Lord in the Gospel of John uses the word sign to point to several of the miracles of Jesus. These were more than just miracles, but they were signs. They were events, things that happened that were pointing to something else, pointing towards something else. And this wonderful first sign of Jesus, as he turned water into wine at the wedding, pointed to something else as we looked at this past Sunday in detail and I want to go back to one of those things today which was that the sign pointed to a supernatural and sufficient purification from sin this past Sunday we talked about these jars that Jesus had filled with water there were six of them each of them holding 20 to 30 gallons of water there's a lot of water, a lot of weight. These were not small jars, but big jars. And these jars were called the jars for the purification rites. They were, they were used for the purification washings that the Jewish people did that were reminders of their uncleanness, their sinfulness, and their need to purify themselves in order to worship and to serve the Lord. They were empty that day at that wedding because they had been used. That's the thing about these purification rituals in the Old Testament is that they had to be done over and over and over again. They were never enough to truly purify once and for all to make clean our uncleanness because of our sinfulness. Jesus chose those jars for a reason and he chose this miracle for a reason. Taking the water that was in those jars, identified with the purification rites in the Jewish practice and custom, 
and turning that water into wine. It was a supernatural miracle pointing to wards, a supernatural purification that Jesus would provide from sin. And it was an abundant miracle with gallons and gallons of wine now in these purification jars. Good wine, the best wine, pointing to the sufficiency of the purification that Jesus would provide. This miracle points towards the incredible gift of God's grace to us in Jesus Christ, the sufficiency of the sacrifice of Christ for sin on the cross, the supernatural, wonderful gift of God's forgiveness that comes through the completed work of Jesus' death for our sin. This sign, water to wine, pointed to something wonderful, supernatural and sufficient. Today, I'm so thankful that we don't have to constantly wash and clean ourselves, reminding us of our uncleanness and our sinfulness before God. I'm so thankful that God has given us something better in Jesus. Jesus.